Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On this week's episode, Gabrielle interviews Tricia Silverman, a registered and licensed dietitian, certified wellness coach, fitness instructor, and author of Healthy Dividends, Investments in Nutrition, Movement, and Healthy Habits That Pay Off. They discuss healthy habits and how to live and eat for a healthy, long-lasting life. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness of Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and on today's show, I have Trisha Silverman, nutrition speaker, wellness educator, author, and registered dietitian. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Gabby. It's really a pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you for coming on. Let's get started by talking about your book, Healthy Dividends. Tell us a little bit about your book. Sure. So I wrote the book Healthy Dividends to help people that were coaching with me or coming to my presentations. And I felt like they were needing more and I couldn't get enough in in one hour or a one hour presentation or one hour coaching. And I thought, wow, if they read the book, then they can learn a lot more and really dig a little bit deeper than that what they would get with that one session or that one presentation. And the book, I really wrote it as a nutrition Bible. Many people call it a great nutrition resource because it talks about a lot of different areas of nutrition and fitness and, and coaching and mindset, because that's all a, you know a part of being healthy. It's really the big picture. And the premise of the book, I used to talk about getting dividends on your investment in my presentation. Like when people would show up, I would say, all right, you've been here an hour. I want you to get dividends on the investment of your time. So that's how I came up with the the title. And the dividends really are living longer and feeling better. It might be lowering your cholesterol, maybe losing weight, maybe moving more. So there's a lot of different dividends you can get if you make the investment in your health. So what kind of things are in your book that people would get out of it? What kind of information will people find that would help them get dividends in their sure. in their life, in their healthy lifestyle? So as a, a dietitian, I think it's really important to eat a clean diet and eat from the food groups for the most part. So I developed a plate that I show in the book and half of what we eat think about your half of your plate vegetables so we want to get lots of vegetables they make us feel really good and they give us lots of nutrients that fuel healthy skin that fuel a a wonderful immune system we all need that during these pandemic times and post pandemic whatever we're in right now and so a half your plate vegetables and 90% of Americans are not getting enough vegetables. So we really need to work on, on that area of nutrition and then fruit. So I recommend three fruits a day. And some people now, you know, are, are following different trends or fad diets and may not be getting enough fruit. So I recommend getting three fruits a day. And that doesn't mean you have to have, you know, tons of fruit but a a small to medium piece or half cup and try to get different colors of fruit, different types of fruit and for the vegetables too, get get a variety throughout the day and across a week. And then we wanna make sure we're getting enough protein in our diets and that's where dietitians can be super helpful because I find that many people, you know, on the internet and things are, are giving blanket recommendations for protein saying everyone should get this. And it may be a, 
a guy in his 20s who works out all day and he's six foot four and he eats that much protein and says that a woman who's five two, fifty five should get that. And that's not the case. Protein is very individual. So dietitians can help you to figure that out the right way. It's really based on, you know, first and foremost, your weight. But then I look at your age and activity level, what you're doing and what your goals are, what your fitness goals are. If you're looking to tone up, you know, I get that a lot. That's basically you know, people looking to put on some muscle. And, and if we're looking to do that, we need to get a little more protein than, um, you know, if we're not looking to do that. And when you look for weight loss, we're looking for some more protein. So I address that in the book, your protein needs, how to calculate it on your, on your own. Um, if you're looking to to do that. But then also, you know, going back to that healthy plate, we want to make sure that people are getting good sources of carbohydrate in there. So whole grains. And I actually believe in the potato. And I know maybe not everyone <laughs> listening does. I do, I, I do. Be, you believe in the potato? Yes, yes. Yay! I love potatoes. All, right, All right. kinds of yeah. potatoes. Yeah, potatoes <laughs> are good for you. It's when we fry them and turn turn them into chips and eat too much that they're really, you know, not great then, but they are good for you. And, you know, sweet potatoes have, you know, high amounts of vitamin A, but potatoes have vitamin C and potassium and other great nutrients in them that people just, you know, not everyone realizes. And I teach healthy aging at Northeastern University, and we look at areas of longevity around the world in that course. And in Okinawa, which is an area known as a blue zone or an area of longevity, one of the things that they eat is the emo. It's a purple potato. And it's really delicious. You can get it at Asian supermarkets. Sometimes the regular supermarkets will have them. And um, they're, you'll see them as Japanese jam. And they look white on the outside, but they're a beautiful purple on the inside. So they're eating potatoes there. And, you know, they're very healthy. And the elders are particularly healthy. And that's the traditional diet has the potato is really big in that diet. So that I, you know, and they eat a lot of vegetables, <laughs> a lot of vegetables, exactly. So when I made that plate, that's what I had in mind that, you know, the, a, a lot of what the Okinawans do, and you're, you're absolutely right. A lot of vegetables and some cultures like the Okinawans will even have vegetables at breakfast time. So they may make a soup that has vegetables. Um, other cultures like in Abkhazia, which is an area in the former Soviet Union, they'll have salad as part of a breakfast. And some people don't know that because in our country, it's just not known as the breakfast food. And, but we can bring that in. And when I read about it, I thought, oh, that's so cool. And I happened to at the same time buy way too many vegetables at the farmer's market. And I thought, how am I gonna get through all these? And I read what they do in Abkhazia. So I'm like, I can have salad for breakfast too. So now, you know, I'll have that. Um, with my breakfast, often I'll make a smoothie and put, you know, spinach in there, but I will often do a uh, a dinner for breakfast type of thing as well, where I'm eating leftovers from dinner for breakfast so I can get in those veggies and, and protein and other, you know, great sources of food. You know, back to that plate for a little bit, the other thing that's helpful, you know, getting enough water and eating healthy fats like extra virgin olive oil, nuts and seeds, and and avocados, mm -hmm. but you know, dietitians can be helpful to help you figure out the right amounts to eat of these different food groups. And 
and you know it's in my book you know you can figure this out on your a lot of it out on your own too but i think it's nice to have a book or a coach or both someone to help you out to you know help you to reach your nutrition fitness and, and wellness goals yeah i think what a lot of the issue is is overeating uh, especially we don't necessarily know a serving size, like you said, with protein or, you know, with the 20 year old at the gym that's telling you to eat, you know, nine ounces of protein. <laughs> okay, great. Well, first of all, that's a lot, especially with every meal, like, wow, you know, and especially for a 55 year old woman. Okay, right. come on, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's, when you're telling people to eat a certain amount and telling people to, you know, have nuts, okay, a serving of nuts is a lot smaller than you think it is. You right. know, it's not an entire handful or a cup. It's very small, you know. So I have a little device for that. It's a knuckle full of nuts that you can fit in your knuckles. Right. It's about 45 calories. Exactly. And, um, like six almonds, like four walnuts, just just you know, a small amount at a time can really do a lot of wonders. Exactly, exactly. So I think that that's part of it. But I wanted to kind of circle back to something you said about um, fad diets, because I, I wanted to ask you um, your thoughts on a couple of different fad diets, because sure. um, I know that like keto, the keto diet is very popular. Um, paleo diet is very popular, but I've heard a lot lately about the carnivore diet and I, um, because you're talking a lot about vegetables and I wanted to get your take on this carnivore diet. Um, because for me, I do not, I am very not keen on it because I am very keen. One, I don't think that you should go all in on anything, I think everything in moderation, which is yeah. reading your website, I was like, yes, 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 check, 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 <laughs> you know, basically everything you said, lots of fruits, you know, fruits and vegetables, moderation is key, you know, even in, yeah. you, at one, in one part of it said, you know, even if you like certain things, have certain things, but obviously in moderation, having those things, you know, even if sweets, but sometimes sweets are, people are a lot more sensitive to sweets than other people are so understanding that your body is is uh, going to be more sensitive to some things than other people are so i just wanted to get your take on certain things and maybe sure. what you think about carnivore or keto or paleo yeah so it's a it's a great question and one of the things first that i find is when people go keto or paleo, they do tend to clean up their diet. And I like that about it. However, when then we're doing too much meat or too much fat, it's not so great for us. And these haven't been tested for the long term. And when you look at what do we really want? Don't we want to live a long life? Do you want to lose weight, but you know, have heart disease at 50, you know, in your fifties? And we don't know with the keto or the paleo way, what does it look like long-term? And we don't know of any groups that, that eat this way and have shown consistent patterns of longevity. When you look at those areas of longevity across the world, 
that are, some of them are known, they've been coined as blue zones, but there are some of the areas that a lot of people don't know about, like Abkhazia, Hunza, Vilcabamba, Bama, China. Um, these also are areas where people live longer lives. And you see this thread in all those areas of vegetables, but you also see that people are leaning more toward plant-based diets. If they have meat, it's not all the time. So we do want to limit the red meat because of the saturated fat. Red meat is associated with earlier mortality, meaning we die sooner. So I want everyone to live longer. Right, and yes, right. I think if you do grass fed and wild and like pristine sources of whatever you're eating, that's going to be better than things that are laden with pesticides or if you're feeding your cattle, you know, real junky food. So better, you know, the better off we feed the animals, we'll do better as well. But I do think that leaning toward a plant-based diet will is a, a very healthy way to be. And with keto, the amounts of fat that when people do a true keto diet, it's really high. And when you eat any fat that it too much of it, like let's say all extra virgin olive oil is really good for you. But tons of it isn't because then you're right. not getting right. the other food groups in. And even though it has a lot of monounsaturated fat, which is the heart healthy fat, it does have some saturated fat. So eventually if you're doing lots of the olive oil, then you'll be getting too much saturated fat eventually if we're doing too much fat in a keto type of diet. So I don't recommend that people eat that way. What I do get some people that come and work with me they say, I'm doing keto, but we're adjusting it for us. And what that usually means is they're not doing they're, keto. <laughs> exactly. And they're eating, but they are eating more healthfully and they got right. rid of the junk. So I don't, I like to probe and talk, you know, people and get them talking about more what they're doing and then figure out, well, what can we tweak? so that you're still getting good results, but you're not like eating a ridiculous amount of fat or, or meat. Too much meat and too much fat, really just not good for us. And we I do think, know that that is linked to heart disease and early mortality. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. we do, it is proven that that yeah. is linked to those two things. That's what the evidence right now right. is showing. And for anyone that, you know, is talking about or pushing keto diets, I think everyone needs to read the dietary guidelines if they're giving any kind of nutrition advice, because it is based on evidence. And I'm not saying you have to agree with 100% of every detail, but when you read that, you start to understand more why, why I'm saying what I say and why, you, for the most part, you're hearing these messages of eat more beans, eat more vegetables. It's based on science is based on surveys of what people are eating these are huge surveys that are done how are people eating are they making the mark that's how i knew 90 percent aren't getting enough vegetables it's based on research and it's the only research that you know it's the research that's out there there's not a lot of research on keto so you're just kind of listening to you know joe schmo on the internet and what is Joe Schmo basing or Janie Schmo, you know, basing their information on. So it's good for, I think, any professionals that give nutrition advice, 
read through those guidelines. And I work with a lot of fitness professionals who help people with their nutrition, read the dietary guidelines because you will be armored with really good information to then share with people that can help them. Right. So speaking of being healthy in diets, uh, how do you recommend people, because this is going to be coming out right before the start of the holidays, Thanksgiving um, and Christmas and all the holidays coming up. So how do you recommend people stay healthy, not overeat and gorge themselves during the holidays? Well, a couple of the, it's a wonderful question. Um, a couple things come to mind. One is treat the holiday as a holiday. Not a holiday month. <laughs> a holiday week, a holiday month, exactly. <laughs> or, a, you know, or a holiday year. And it can snowball into that if we don't have things to kind of bring us back into healthy eating. So enjoy the day. But there are ways to approach those holidays. And one thing is to try to screen out the junky stuff that you can get any time of year. If there's like potato chips and like, you know, candy that's around that you can get on Halloween or at any, you know, drugstore, at any store available, don't eat that stuff on the holiday. Use it for the special things. Maybe you have um, an aunt or uncle that, you know, makes a special pie that's only available on Thanksgiving. Have that. If there's like a supermarket, you know, cupcake that is made by a machine, um, you know, why not eat what's made by the family? Enjoy every bite, but think about, you know, can we have, you know, a piece and enjoy that mindfully tune into it rather than, you know, feeling guilty and then eating too much later on where, where you, you know, people may overeat. Just give yourself permission to enjoy and then the next day, try to get back to regular eating. At the end of the day, at the end of the holiday, try to give away the, you know, those things that tempt us, give them away. Um, or if it's, um, if you're leaving and someone tries to push that on you, don't take that kind of stuff that you know, you know, may not really work for you. But if you think about Thanksgiving, for example, there's turkey, there's vegetables, it's actually a healthy holiday, but people, for some reason, think that we have to overdo it. You don't have to overdo it. In, enjoy it. Get a plate of food. Enjoy every bite. And that's it. We don't have to go for seconds. And that turkey will be available the next day. You can focus on the healthier items. Yeah. So that's yeah. You know, one one strategy for, for the holidays. And then find a fitness instructor that really resonates with you. And in these times where we're still doing a lot of home fitness, you know, find an online, you know, fitness solution that works for you and, and do that. And, and I think that sometimes people get a little lost with their fitness, but keep trying to find something that really resonates with you and then go with it. You know, sometimes listening to someone telling you to, you know, lift those weights and do this, it can be really helpful that you just have to follow and you don't have to, you know, try to come up with anything on your own so i think that can be helpful when you're really stressed to just follow someone else and and you know follow their guidance and that can really help you through um a busy and stressful time of year yeah i think the holidays can be really stressful too so i think stress eating is a big one so not only are you eating because it's available you're eating because it's stressful and then you have holiday parties and 
drinking and just lots of stuff going on and then you're eating and drinking and then you're not working out and everything just kind of snowballs into this big mess and everything goes to pot (laughs) right and that definitely can happen and the, the key is to use your calendar and plan in when you can work out and also if you're going to a lot of parties pick and choose so if you know that like my sister does a great christmas eve and there's fettuccine alfredo there so i know that night i really want to enjoy that and i don't have it hardly you know any time the rest of the year so that night i'll enjoy that but if there are other parties that happen maybe those parties you bring a healthy dish and you don't overdo it then you just kind of keep in line with your normal way of eating and then pick and choose where you may have some special things this way it's not you know six weeks of like constant parties and constantly overdoing it and then think well if i'm going to have a drink at that party then maybe i won't do the appetizer there so you you can have it all just not all at the same time kind of be picky and choosy about what you're going to to have when And the fitness will really make you feel better during this stressful time. So you want to plan that in and multitask your fitness. What can you do while you're doing something else? Can you walk on a treadmill while you're working? Can you ride the bike while you're watching TV? How can you bring in a little bit of fitness or a lot of fitness into your lifestyle with things you're already doing? And I do that all the time, constantly like lifting weights, watching a show on the bike, you know, working on work that I have to do. And um, you just, you know, bring fitness into your lifestyle. Doing what you're already doing can be helpful during that time, especially. Yeah. So coming out of the last two years, um, how do you recommend people kind of get back into a routine and back into kind of weight loss or getting back into a healthy kind of lifestyle. I know it's people have, I I think people are kind of getting back into it. I've noticed people coming back into, into the gym and back into working out back into my studio. So, um, but how do you recommend people kind of get motivated and back into eating healthy and and working out again? There are, there are a lot of strategies and I think it's just getting started is key and starting small for many people is helpful some people go all out and that if that works for you fine but taking small steps you know get back into the gym look at what worked for you in the past and then try that again so were you doing you know pilates or bar classes and that worked for you a year two years ago bring that back what did work bring that back in and then what didn't work and then what can we help so maybe you need more accountability and getting some type of coach can be super helpful to give you accountability to help change your mindset a lot of it is about mindset and not you know needing someone to you know help you and kind of guide you toward a better mindset and then there's things like meditation that can really help to get you through tough times get you through cravings if you're having cravings get you to you know, think more positively about your your body. People have gained weight over the pandemic, and a lot of them are feeling down. But you know, we want to love our bodies, and you know, if you gained weight, there's more to love. So you know, listening to meditation can 
help you to accept where you're at. And then if you want to change that, can help you with that as well. I like Insight Timer. It's my favorite meditation app because you can decide, oh, I need more focus today, or I'm dealing with weight loss, or you know, I need more body kindness. So let me search the words body image. And you can search whatever you need more of or whatever you're going through. And meditations will come up that can help guide you through that time or give you more focus or more motivation or inspiration or again, whatever you're looking for. I've used that a lot during the pandemic for myself, but then with my clients, you know, recommending with, you know, if someone passed away, you can look up a meditation on grief to help you through that. So it's been, you know, really super helpful for people. Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been tough getting motivated and, and kind of moving forward and, uh, you know, just having the motivation to do <laughs> things, <laughs> just yeah. anything, you know, it's, it's been, it's been hard for a lot of people and, um, you know, wanting to, to take care of ourselves, I think, um, it's, it's just been tough because you want to stay healthy and you want to eat better and, and take care of your bodies. But, you know, just being kind of worried about getting sick is is always kind of in the back of our minds now. So is there a way to help us eat and use our diet for immunity as well? How can we how can we use foods to help boost our immunity? years back before the pandemic, I decided to come up with a program called Immunity Boosters and Busters during the flu season. And that was to help people through the winter to be healthy, to help prevent against the flu. So I learned a lot over the years about immunity and, and what to eat to support your immune system. And then the pandemic happened and I'm like, oh, it, you know, it's interesting because I have all this material about your immune system, you know, I need to put that to work more. So I did, I kind of repackaged it to help people with the pandemic and to, you know, to have a, a strong immune system. So yes, you can eat and you can exercise for an immune system. You can go outside for a healthier immune system. Just being near nature helps to boost your immune system. But with food, going back to the vegetables really key and again getting enough protein really key one simple thing people can do and in the background you'll see i have a, a rainbow poster one simple thing is eat a rainbow array of fruits and vegetables it's really easy to do and what does that mean well shop for a rainbow try to get different colors in your in your cart and that can really be helpful there are some surprising standouts too like lemons and apples may help support lung health. And I remember doing a program for firefighters many years ago and trying to figure out what can help them because they are exposed to fumes, right? More than the rest of us. So how do we support lung health in firefighters? And I remember reading about apples and I was like, people don't know this, that apples may help with lung function. They also may help with memory. 
it doesn't mean only eat apples as the only fruit you eat. Because <laughs> we can talk about, you know, blueberries may help with memory. And, you know, there's great benefits. You know, the orange and yellow fruits and vegetables help with eyesight. So I'm not saying just eat apples, eat all of them because the different colors and the different fruits and vegetables have really amazing health benefits when you look and dig through research. And, you know, I noticed over the years that the three fruits a day really helps prevent against macular degeneration, but it also fruit helps with your immune system because of the vitamin C, but we get vitamin C and vegetables too. So we want to get both in and then beans and nuts and seeds have a lot of micronutrients that support your immune system. So we want to try to get more beans in nuts and and seeds. And if you hear about supplements as a dietitian, I recommend eating food first to support your immune system because I think you get the nutrients that work um, interactively or synergistically with the other nutrients that may not have even been discovered yet. Choline, for example, is a more recent nutrient. In the 1990s, it was um, noted to be an essential nutrient. It helps with memory. And the 90s aren't that long ago. So there are nutrients that have yet to be really discovered and some fruits and vegetables need to have more research done on them. Um, so I think just in general, get you know a, a nice array of the fruits and vegetables. Lemons are another one of note. Um, the compound selenium is a potent antioxidant. If you have just a small amount of Brazil nuts, you get a, a lot of um, selenium, which is also good for mood. So there are a lot of different things that you can do. The omega-3 fats are uh, anti-inflammatory. They're another piece of that picture of just vibrant nutritional health. And that's in your salmon, um, also in all seafood, particularly high in salmon, but in trout, anchovies, sardines. And then the plant-based omega-3s are your, in your chia seeds and flax seeds and walnuts and pumpkin seeds. Even I noticed in pecans, there's a, you know, a decent amount. And, you know, I never really realized that until recently, like they're similar to um, pumpkin seeds. Um, but then sunflower seeds aren't high in the omega-3s, but they have an abundance of other wonderful nutrients like the potent, wonderful antioxidant um, vitamin E. And that's also great for your immune system and your skin. So it's good for your immune system also supports healthy skin you know, vitamin C and E are, you know, of note for that as well. So there's lots we can do for healthy immune system. Yeah. So eating, <laughs> eating an array of foods, uh, not trying to supplement or take a bunch of um, stuff. Just yeah, eating, eating, just eat. the, for eating for the rainbow. Yes. Eat the rainbow is so simple. And it makes a huge difference. I've had people say to me, I eat the rainbow now. I haven't gotten sick in a long time. And I get a lot of people that I've worked with over the years that have noticed that they don't get sick as much because of that, you know, better way of eating. And it doesn't mean perfect eating. No. It just means, you know, better overall. And we don't have to be 100% perfect. And no one is, you know, and that's a whole other thing. If you get too obsessed with it, it's, you know, trying to have a balance with your nutrition and your fitness and your wellness in general, I think can be really helpful. Yeah. 
So tell me a little bit about, so your website is trishasilverman.com. Um, and tell me a little bit about, you do public speaking as well. Um, and tell me a little bit about your services and what you do. So you do some coaching and, um, fitness instruction as well. Yes. So I do a lot of employee wellness programs where I go in and teach about nutrition and with the pandemic, it's gone to mostly Zoom now. I have a few things that are going live over the, over the next couple of months, but still a lot of um, employers are, even though people may be going back, they're still doing the wellness through Zoom. So I'm still doing a lot of Zoom wellness presentations for groups and it may be on immunity, it may be on food and mood, it may be on batch cooking. Um, so, you know, and there's a lot of different topics that I have that I've created for groups and, and sometimes they have an idea. So I'll, you know, do that. And then for the, and I often will do combined nutrition and fitness programs for groups as well. And then the coaching um, is, I do a lot of nutrition coaching. And then I also do business coaching to help people. I have my MBA and I teach nutrition entrepreneurship at um, Northeastern University, and I help people build their businesses as well. So I, you know, I do coaching, and then my um, my nutrition presentations are a lot of of what I do, and um, and I I enjoy it. I love helping people, and it's always so wonderful to hear when people make change, and I get really excited about that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I love it. So uh, you gave us some fantastic information. I think um, people can get some great information from your book. They got a lot of information about eating healthy and kind of getting back on the horse if you've fallen off over the last two years um, and kind of staying healthy over the holidays. Is there anything else you think you want need to add that listeners need to hear or you want to... Um, let anybody know before there is and that is that if you got through the whole program today what can you do for your health what's that you know I want listeners to think about what's that one thing they can do today for their wellness maybe it's just a five minute walk and that's better than no walk at all so what can you do what dividend can you get as a result of listening today so thank you, Gabby. It's really been a pleasure to chat with you. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, this was a great talk. I, I super appreciate it. Um, I will post your website and the link to your book in the show notes so that people have that. And um, yeah, that this is great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you and and for you having me on today. This was wonderful. So have a happy holiday season and um, hope to chat again sometime. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes and on Gabrielle's website at www.destinationfitcations.com. Visit to keep an eye out for upcoming fitcations. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you.
This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.